How you going, Julie? I'm good, thanks, Bizzo. How are you? What do you got for me? Looks pretty. I've got a book called The Unbakery. Um, it's all about raw foods Ooh. by Megan May. Mm. Mm. Probably not down my alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, well, she, she has a good story to it, though. She um, Food well, was actually um, poison to her. She was She found out that she was allergic to a lot of things. Yeah. So she started, you know experimenting and finding out what was good for her and what wasn't good for her well I know with the kids like because I've got three young kids the oldest is four mm. um, anything you give them off a tree or a plant yeah they'll have a crack at yeah like my kids are pretty good anyway yeah like, they'll eat most foods but yeah like mulberries you go and pick mulberries mm. and they'll just smash mulberries all day mm. so and part of that is because you know fresh really fresh food tastes fantastic yeah but i think it's that that um uh you know getting it off the tree thing yeah it's an adventure yeah, yeah. there's just it's, it's not, nice and you uh, can't do that very often these days especially if you're living in the city for no kids. you should be able to though yeah, i always think should. councils should plant edibles oh, more definitely i agree with that i think they, instead of you know planting whatever we have we should have edibles the the queenstown council i guess i'm not sure whether it was the council or like the state government or whatever yeah but we went to a couple of the newer parks in queenstown and mm-hmm. all their tree plantings were all edibles oh that's really good all peaches apricots yeah. um cherries and i guess too they're a pretty ornament you know they're, they're yeah. pretty as well as functional yeah. but yeah. yeah the people i was with were surprised at us so excited about the the trees in a park but there yeah you go. we don't have enough of those in australia do we mm. Mm. but this book is actually quite nice she she covers quite a lot of recipes and all based on raw raw food recipes. it's it's yeah. a it's a big thing now yeah it is and i have to say this season this particular summer um the most books that we've sold has been vegan vegetarian and raw books yeah right yeah it, it's funny because, I, like, I roll my eyes at this stuff, and yet, you know, this is what I'm Don't trying to... Don't knock it till you try it. Well, no, this is what I'm trying to do at home. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to eat as much of this as possible. Mm. Um, uh, but um, I think sometimes it's, you know, I roll my eyes at the attitude, like, the evangelism of it. Yeah. Which is the same with every food, and I'm sure yeah. some people get sick of talking to me about, you know, particular types of food. Mm. Um, you know, Ben rolls his eyes at me talking about pork belly, so. <laughs> I just think it's amazing, like, you, you must deal with just the best, um, uh, the best type of book selling in terms of visuals. Yeah. There's some beautiful, beautiful food books out there. Just looking at this picture of a green smoothie, Mm. and it's very, very cleverly done. They've got, you know, it's in a a plastic cup, and they've got the reflection of the tree line in the the cup. Oh, yeah. It's a good picture. You know, which is sort of like the green in the green, you know. But just really is a simple illustration of what they're trying to do. But, you know, all your books and magazines that we've had a look at, um, it's just, uh, yeah, the art design is just amazing. You know, even if you don't want the um, content, sometimes it's worth just to 
just to flick through and look at. Definitely. Um, we get a lot of designers looking at the cookbooks. Okay. Just for layout for, for ideas. and for photography ideas. You, um, you, you do learn. Like, I know, um, like, I do very simple design at work, mm. but a lot of the times I'll go and look at, um, you know, you just... When you're looking at something for layout ideas, it's different to sort of starting from scratch. Sometimes yeah. you need something just to kick you off. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. And the magazines especially, you know, a lot of the independents, they are really schmick with their yeah. design these days. Yeah. And they know, I think, that's part of what will sell as well. I wonder too whether in print design, because a lot of the crappy work sort of gone out of the market, yeah. there's only the good yeah, only true. the good, only designers left in print are the really, really yeah. good ones, or the ones that are very, very passionate yeah. about it and spend a lot of time on it. Yeah, that's no, um, probably true as well. So, mm. all right, yeah. thanks, Julie. Thank you, Bezo. Talk to you next week. See you. We, we we should wrap up things that we like, like like food. That's what you bugging us, Jeff. You know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food! You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Go away. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Got spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheesemaker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. Eating crackers. How about four beans, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Cheesy Podcast. Hi, thanks for having us. So, do you want to introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about what all the nice things you've got here for me? Sure. Um, well, I'm Christella, and this is. I'm Sia. Hi. <laughs> so now, Julie told me one of you likes to cook and one of you doesn't. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, Christella made yeah, all I made of this bread. today. She's the cook. <laughs> and what, so you just uh, test? You do all the testing? I do a lot of eating, yes. Yeah. Um, Force feeding, <laughs> Taste test everything. I, 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 and I my... found that if you're making good food, you never run out of people to, to try it, that's for sure. Well, that's right. Actually, it doesn't last very long in my house. Yeah. It's always getting eaten. Um, yeah, but Christelle is definitely the cook, but then I love all of the management side of it. So I do a lot of our social media and I run our blog and our website and yeah. all the stuff that Everything comes else. with, <laughs> yeah, the photography, getting ready for the book to yeah. be published. So all of that is me. Well, yeah, mm. even a little amateur podcast like mine, there's a whole heap of admin stuff that needs to get done every week, which is why it never gets posted on time. So, <laughs> so what have you got here? Um, <laughs> Where do we start? I think we start on, on this platter here because um, I think it's cheesy, so we have to start with the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of which I recognise straight away. Yeah. Which oh, is, yeah? Which yeah, one? The halloumi. Yeah. Because I, um, uh, I don't at the moment. They're off getting pregnant, but I have had, I've got my own cows. Oh, good. And um, before the twins came, I used to milk every day and make my own cheese. Oh, and that wow. was one of the ones that I made... Um, so I made feta the most mm-hmm. because it's the easiest and it's the easiest way to deal with large amounts of milk. Yeah. 
but when I had a little bit more time, I made halloumi because fresh halloumi is just, <sighs> yeah, it's it's like a different cheese, it you is, know, um, compared to one that's sat for a while. So. Yeah, the only difference with ours is we've actually got the cow's milk one and the goat's milk ah, one. Ah, okay. So they're so, both halloumi cheese, but yeah. made on different milks. Yeah, yeah I'd mm. love to have goats because it really does do yeah, the different cheese. sort of stuff, it especially. It tastes very different. It's a, yeah. quite, it's a lot softer and... Um, the reason why I want to start with this is because when you make the goat's milk one, you can actually get the byproduct and get the anari, which oh, is okay. another type of um, cheese. So is that like a ricotta type it cheese? Is, yeah, it is. I've, yeah, not, I've tried ricotta once. Oh, it's it's Cypriot, isn't it? It's a Cypriot. Cypriot. Yeah, and it's yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And I'm, I'm all down for <laughs> not cheese. Not mix. <laughs> no, I'm all down for cheeses where I don't have to um I don't have to put much effort in. So. <laughs> Oh, so you're making that in the thermomix. Sure exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. I suppose that, that makes sense because it's ricotta is all about um, yeah. controlling temperature and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So. so you just get it from the whey. But, um, you know, if you buy your ricotta from your you know, supermarkets and things, yeah. they're just actually boiling just normal milk and not making the cheese first. But traditional halloumi from um, to get the yeah, ricotta. Yeah, yeah, because halloumi makes a huge amount of whey, huge, which is yeah. why I don't. Um, make it that often and my way just goes to the chooks you exactly, know so exactly um, which is still pretty good so you're, you're, you made both those salamis mm-hmm. yep. yeah, and so the anadi yep. and where are you getting your milk from um, usually a really good deli yeah because it has to be the unpasteurized milk to get the best quality yeah the unhomogenized yeah with yes, the cream still definitely, in it definitely. which is a lot easier now than um, like when I first started when I first got the cows mm-hmm. You couldn't buy an unhomogenized milk, like, um, and it just, you know, it was yes. mad that you couldn't buy yes. milk that yes. was pretty much out of a cow. That's right. And now there's four yes. or five different well, that's types. That's why we stray straight away from making it ourselves because you can't if you can't get the product to make no, it. No, that's right. Well, <laughs> there's no point making it. So, it's around being attacked by an <laughs> insect. All right. So, which one's the goat's one? I'll try it first. This one here. Yeah, so you can see there's a bit of a colour difference between yeah. the two. The goat's milk's a lot whiter or lighter mm. in colour, whereas the cow's milk's more yellow. Yep. Mm. I love so, that squeak. I don't know if you picked that up on the mic. Very, very squeaky. <laughs> so we, you know, put a little bit of mint on there. And you can use different... It's nice to see that different cultures do different types of mints as well, like yep. fresh mint or... You know the dry mint. We traditionally did the dry mint, so oh, okay. we're really sticking to what our traditional family did. So yeah, the yeah. I use fresh mint. Yeah, that's simply right. because that's what I've yeah, got sitting in right. the garden. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, halloumi is just—it's just such a versatile cheese. Mm-hmm. So it's, nice fried as well. I think that's the best way. To yeah. Have it. Definitely. You know. Yeah. The um. We'll put in the bitter and toast it up. Mm. Oh, that's probably okay. my favorite way. Yeah. Is I mean, this is one of the other um, dishes we have today is the bitter. And if you put the halloumi cheese in the bitter and then toast it, yep. the cheese melts. Mm. And like halloumi. I've never done toasted halloumi. Uh, mm. so, That's why our bitters are traditionally made to have the separation. Ah, so right. you can stuff it with, you know, your halloumi or your and dip. While, or... while you're doing that, you should add some darama and then the halloumi <laughs> and kind <laughs> of make some layers. On, yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be doing a 10k run after this show. So. <laughs> Make it 20. <laughs> yeah. well, it, might, it might be that first K that might be a bit hard. Wait till you get to the sweets, you'll definitely be doing the 20. <laughs> it's, it's normally the wine that does me and not the food. So. Oh, well, you had Greeks here, so we had to have a, a Greek spread. <laughs> so, Thermomix is pretty huge now. So, but 
having a is is there enough sort of people out there that are interested in doing a like a single track demo mix sort of stuff do you think oh yeah absolutely i mean we've had our facebook page for maybe two weeks i think just before easter we launched our facebook page Mm. and we're getting sales every day and new likes every day i think Uh today we had like a hundred new likes on our facebook page which is just awesome because people are sharing our our stuff stuff and um loving it and it is it's kind of they say thermomix is sort of like a cult once Mm. you get in it you're just addicted and you want every single recipe and every single book and yeah i know my collection is pretty big and as soon as something new comes out you want to know what it is well i guess if you've made that investment you want to be able to do as much different stuff as possible and i know like it any of the cooking stuff like with the cheese making as soon as you start getting into it like I did a, um, so you can do, actually it's much better with goat's milk, but you can do a, a soft feta with goat's milk um, and the ashed one, you know, so you ash the outside and it, um, I don't know what, it, it does something different to it when it's when it's um, maturing, matures differently. And they do it in France and there's certain woods that they burn in France to, you know, to make, to, to make that particular thing. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try uh, lemon myrtle. So I got some lemon myrtle stems and charcoaled them and ground it up and made my feta cheese and then rolled it in the ashes. It was, it was a lot of work. Yeah. But you sort of get obsessed into into trying mm. you know, new trying new but things once you get into it's good about, you know, having so many individual people doing it. So, you know, there'll be one person that does, I don't know, Mexican food, one person does French food and you know, yeah. they really focus on that. So it's good that individuals do what they're good at. Mm. Like us, you know, we've got such a huge big families and all these beautiful recipes. Yeah. So to now have them I've got a few a um in a book mm. is yeah. I've got a few uh, Facebook friends that are right into their thermomixes they'll be um they'll be pretty excited so, so. have you seen a thermomix in action before? Mm, yeah, yeah sal's got one okay yeah cool i Just don't check because it. i'm, I'm poor. <laughs> well not that we're here to, to mm. sell those today but um there's lots of different mm. ways you can get one in the kitchen but it just makes everything so much easier yeah so much faster like I said before, I'm not a very good cook, but I can make everything that you see on the table today because it's done in a thermomix. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's yeah. It does. Um, um, yeah, you, you can do every. Like I always um, like I grow my own fruit trees and I'm you know milk and cows and people say, are you trying to do everything yourself? I'm like, no, because that's insane. <laughs> you want to do the things that are give you the most bang for the buck so if you can if you can do something easily and quickly you don't have to do it by hand just because that's the best way to do it like um i've got heaps of recipes that say you know use a mortar and pestle and okay probably gives me a better flavor but i can i can you know chop chop it up really quickly and move on and do something else that's going to make my my meal um this is good well, you know, you can spend more time doing something else that's in the meal, right. you know. But I think that's what's good about our recipes is that a lot of our family, like our younger generation, they don't cook what our mummy no. and daddies cook because we get spoiled as little, you know, Greek kids. Mm-hmm. Like mummy and dad do everything or yeah, yeah, our grandparents do everything for us. Yeah. So to bring this as a recipe that our generation can cook and the next generation, because I guarantee they're going to be worse than us. Mm. <laughs> Then we're keeping those recipes alive because mm. without that, I guarantee we're going to lose a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what 
for me, that's one big point that keeping these memories, you know, these recipes alive so that we can pass them on to our kids. Yep. Yeah, those, um, you know, those food memories and that shared culture that runs through oh, generations yeah. is and like, definitely. I don't really have that. No. And see, that's the biggest thing with Greek culture is everywhere you go, everything's about surrounded food, by food, yeah. surrounded by drinks. No matter what you do, it always has food and drinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and there's so many meaningful traditions. Yeah. Uh, there are certain foods that you make on certain days or oh, okay. different events, mm-hmm. and a lot of those stories and traditions come with our recipes, and that's what we're writing about yep. throughout our book and our, on our blog. Yeah, so these are being marinated. The I'm olives. not being rude, I'm just trying a little bit Go of everything. Go for it, no, we want you to eat it all. <laughs> and then <laughs> <laughs> it's for you to eat. <laughs> and then we want to know your feedback, of course. I should have brought about six friends. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to eat all of that. Um, See, the olives for me, that's a memory because my dad used to have like layers of tables outside marinating different types of olives and you know hand doing all the different things that you have to do to get the marinade inside and whatever else so that for me making this recipe reminded me of my dad it's it's almost like a memory uh, like a nostalgia thing as well as a cook thing so we we, have you always cooked with your family um yes and no when when you're learning as a little kid they only let you do certain things yeah you know like they won't actually let you do the mixing because that's really important or something it depends what food it is but you know you'd have to roll out the biscuits or something and they'd make you do it a hundred times till it's perfect yeah. so i've done things with them but now i'm actually doing the recipes myself yeah i don't need them there to be like oh no you need a little bit more of this or you need a little bit more of that i yeah. thought your dad was with you last weekend oh yeah <laughs> he was when we were trying to perfect a recipe how do the um how do the, for some things okay <laughs> how do the um the the old school relatives go with the thermo mm. uh depends is, who is, it is yeah mm. like i made octopus the other day and i made it in the thermo mix after i had traditionally learned it with my my mother, my husband's grandma yeah and um i took it to her house and i said oh try it is it like yours yeah it's good it's good is that good and then when i told her it was i made it in the, th- the thermomix she's like oh you should do it in the pot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it depends who it is you know but um <laughs> yeah i think there's a level of understanding yeah. like once you start cooking in a thermomix you right. understand mm. that it's, it's way of cooking and why yeah. it's easier, but um, people who are used to traditional yeah. cooking... Well, then the same, like my dad, food. he would never, ever, ever, ever use it. And then, you know, once I started doing a recipe and he saw how good it turned out, that's why he was with me last weekend, trying yeah. to perfect his quince um, sweet. So it's a it's a glicor, it's a sweet, a spoon sweet. Yeah. You serve it on like little um, plates with like a little fork, have it with coffee, things yeah, you bring right. it out when you have visitors over yeah. so it's, it's so very like sweet jar you can keep it in your fridge it lasts bring it months out. and months and months and months, yeah, months. Right. so you make it once and then oh yeah you don't <laughs> so what have we got here these look interesting they're chef deliers <laughs> so they're cypriot sort of meatballs or a meatball. okay. mm. yeah. they're a delicacy you speak about chef deliers to any mm. greek or cypriot yeah. or cypriot person they'll be like oh the bomb. <laughs> Everyone's got their own recipe. That's the problem that I find. Converting the recipes, it's hard to find which recipe we're going to put in there. Yeah. Because, you know, there's two of us and we've both got a little, like I'm more Cypriot and she is more My Greek. Greek. Yeah. So there is quite a few differences. Yeah. So like even with the, the Chef Dalliers, you can, you know, put a couple of different herbs in or different minces and oh, trying to get the one that we're going to use is sometimes. <laughs> and that's a really big part of our book as well. We tell all of our 
our readers and our audience is that we're not making well we're making these recipes for us they're our family recipes we want the recipes um, but what we've done is we've created the process and the step-by-steps which means that they can go away and make their own New Year's recipe. So they can tweak it mm. and do their own thing and, and make it the way they're used to eating it. So these recipes are ours and this is how we remember them as children. Yeah. Um, but, but it's you know, very easy that's right, to, to tweak it. and to Like some change. people like yeah. mint in, in the Chef Dalliers, whereas some people do not like mint. So mm. they're the little differences that people can just add once they, you know, they've got the steps. Beautiful. They, they can just add what their family puts inside then. I work for a butcher supply company and I do a lot of small goods places and we have a a set of premixes mm. that we that we sell and they're sort of like base premixes I guess but every single one of them goes oh no that's not how you do X <laughs> you know or this is the wrong name for this product and this one doesn't have cumin in it what's this do oh it's just exactly. it's so funny and, and like some of them will come from a town within 150 kilometers of each yeah. other and they'll be completely no, diametrically completely. opposed yeah. on the name of a, yep. you know, a name of a sausage. That, oh, that's it, right. It's impossible. You can't yep. call it that. No. Oh, exactly right. Like our vine leaf, um, we've got little... Dolmothers? Yeah, Dolmothers. They're um, stuffed vine leaves. And every person has commented on it and saying, oh, we call it this or we call it that. Ah, so each right. like, little so in island... in it's Gupepia. Yep. And in Greek, it's Dolmothers. Yes. And so yeah, people make it differently. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. Wars have been started over less. So. <laughs> yeah. But you can actually steam the dolmades in the varoma dish, which is the top steaming part of the oh, okay. mix. Mm. So you're doing all the chopping and like you can mince the meat in the thermomix first, and then chop up all your vegetables, mix it all together, and then once you roll out the vine leaves, like the meat inside the dolmades, you then put it into the steaming dish and up do it all in one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. So what have we got in the so that's pickled quince. What are these ones here? They're grapes. All right. So same sort of process. It's just different sort of sweet. Um, you can use your red, you know, your red grapes as well if you wanted to. But to, more traditionally, is the green grapes because they're larger, so they yep. give a bit more sweetness. And what is it like? Like they look like they're being cooked. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, so and traditionally, you'd do it on the stove. You'd stand there and stir and stir, yeah, stir right. and stir and stir. So it's but sort of like a jam, but it doesn't like mix it yeah, up like the jam. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of the taste of it. Very sweet. I'm not, but, a, um, I'm not a massive sweets person, but <laughs> they look it very. Is very sweet. Oh, get ready! <laughs> it's going to give a shock to your system then. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just the plates that you serve it on are really are tiny, small. and you literally just do. One and because the spoonful. Greek coffees are quite bitter, yeah, I was going to say that'd be that'd be quite it. nice with a really bit of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what you serve with the coffee. Yeah. And you, we have Greek coffee in our book as well. You can make up to 24 cups of Greek coffee in the Thermomix, <laughs> which is uh, just amazing. Because yes. when you're doing it on the stove, you have to use a little bricky. And depending on the size of your bricky, it's only maybe three or four cups, maybe yep. a couple nice. more. And yeah, when you're having a party, it. you know our Greek parties, there are like minimum 100 people. Yeah. So you sit there for like all day just trying <laughs> to make coffees make coffee. for everyone. <laughs> you just do one big batch and then yeah. you still get the really good thick gamaki on top. And you serve it with the sweets. Um, but the other thing you serve with coffee is um, a mm. vanilla... This is Sia's favourite. She couldn't believe it I is. converted <laughs> yeah. this one. <laughs> totally awesome. I, I don't know if you've ever seen it before. Up until now, we've always gone to Greek delis and you buy it in a jar. It's like this vanilla, really thick paste. And it's it like, like fondant, a right? Oh, okay. But it's yeah. 
not so hard. It's like a softer fondant. Yeah. Mm. Um, very sweet. Or if and you get like a spoonful, <laughs> and then you put it in the glass and of water. So yeah. you serve the water and the spoonful of vanilla with the Greek coffee, and then you drink the coffee, and then you suck on the sweet afterwards. Oh, so okay. we've actually converted this recipe, or Christella. <laughs> cracked the code of <laughs> converting this recipe and we're, we're doing it from scratch oh right mm. yeah so yeah that 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 sweet and bitter mm. you know g- yeah. goes goes really well together because like there's no way i could sit there and oh, no. you know spoon no. up six of them but no. if i was yeah knocking back a strong you know, coffee to, yeah. yeah just to cut that taste back and forth mm. actually it goes really well with this mm. which is the the suma Yarra Valley Sablon. Did you have a little sip? Mm-hmm. I know you ladies can't <laughs> yeah, partake so too we're much. Both, um, we're, we, we call ourselves mumpreneurs. We're both um, breastfeeding mummers working on our cookbooks so that we can stay at home with our babies. Yeah. But because we, we still have very young babies, we are not drinking alcohol. But no. I love to smell it because you can get so much of the flavour of the wine just from the smell. And, and this one, mm. I was doing a bit of research before. Um, because my wine notary is pretty poor. <laughs> but um, it does have that real grassy, crisp sort mm. of smell to it because mm. I have uh, a property and I cut lots of grass. So I know all the, mm-hmm. the, all about the smell of freshly cut grass and that's the sort of um, flavour it has. That's beautiful. Sauvignon yeah. Blanc. Mm. Very nice. That's very So does this cheese normally go with the watermelon? It is does. that the idea? Yeah. Mm. Right. Best way to eat it is either with the watermelon or on t- toast with like honey oh, okay. or something like that. Yeah. So it's the anadi. Yeah. Just to give it a bit of that sweetness. We've also got um, a bitter, a diropita. So it's the anadi inside a pastry that gets rolled up and baked. Yeah. And we use the anadi inside that as well. Mm. It's got a very... um. Um, crumbly texture doesn't it it, it does. looks quite firm like a feta but it's actually um, yeah. not like that at all it's more like a cottage cheese yeah yeah. yeah yeah yep yeah which is um a cheese that's sort of going out of fashion now oh yes definitely but it can be used in so many ways in so many like little pastries and things yep. just adds a lot of flavor so it's more a, a sweet a cheese used yeah, in sweets than a probably mm. but mm, be good in a cheese cake. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ha- I've seen you made recipe. an early cheesecake? Um, I haven't, but I have seen a recipe with it. In my 100 people that keep giving me their recipes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... Uh, yeah, is that the other <laughs> thing? thing? Have you got... Have you got sort of half the, the, the community that wants to burn you as witches? Oh, for, not um, really, no. no. See, every, everyone wants everyone, to share. No, Everyone's very secretive. No. Oh, right. leave things yeah. out. That's why we will only do the recipes that people will let us go and watch them make. No, because, <laughs> no, no. you know, when someone has mastered a recipe, it's theirs. Yeah, yeah. It's their yeah. signature dish. And, you know, they're very protective of that recipe. Mm. They don't want to just give it to anyone. Mm. And, in fact, it's quite funny. A lot of the oldies will, when someone asks for a recipe, they'll hand it over but they'll deliberately leave leave stuff out out. so that they don't make it the right way it's a bit sad isn't it because Mm -hmm. once upon a time there was sort of that guarantee of 
you know, mm-hmm. the, the kids would follow on and that that's recipe right. wouldn't die. But that's there's right. probably quite a few families yeah. where well, kids have no interest. Well, I think that's the only no reason why we got cooking. some of the recipes is that, you know, yeah, like we right. need it for our, you know, kids and this but and this. also so. because we're honouring uh, the person with yep. the recipe, we're saying this is who we got the recipe yeah. from. From, yeah, you're not and just sort of cribbing it. And, Definitely yeah. not. No. Nearly, I think every single one of our recipes is from someone in our family, mm-hmm, either your much. family or my family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. I thought you'd be, you know, people would be keen to get their nope. their masterpieces out there. <laughs> no, not really. Opposite. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> we well, had to do a lot of convincing. A lot of dra- dragging them out. Well, if you sell heaps of this book, maybe you'll get more um, <laughs> more people willing to jump in next time. Our next maybe. book is going to be Christmas book, actually. Oh, okay. So we're hoping to do that before the end of the year, which is, is a big task. <laughs> is Greek Christmas a, like huge. a huge feast style? Oh, yeah. yeah. Easter, Christmas, any of those sort of events, anything that's around food, like I said, is just huge. Mm-hmm. We just, like, the table's usually full of food. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like, we have sometimes 100 people at a little function like that. So yeah, okay. The food's the main, my most important thing. Well, 100 you... people is a little function. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, right. that's standard. <laughs> well, Sal and I always joke because she's, um, she's a caterer and she's used to scaling and, and I'm just terrible at it. I always make uh, very occasionally less, but usually, you know, far too much to sort yeah. of over-cater for everything. Oh, no, the Greeks have to over-cater, yeah, otherwise right. they haven't done their job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if if the, a third of it's not left on the table, yeah, then... Because they want everyone to take things home as well, you yeah, know, yeah. fill up the plate that they brought or something. So. Yeah, that, that's another yeah. tradition. Is that yeah. you, you, like when someone comes over to your house, mm. um, when they, they bring something, yeah. so it's actually a tradition that you have to bring something when you go visiting, mm. but then that plate has to be full again when they leave. <laughs> yes. so. so does that make it a bit of a competition? Oh, you know, when, you, when oh, you're rocking up, bringing a house and everyone's whispering in, a, whispering in a corner, oh, did you try that? That's pretty good. Oh, nobody whispers. They actually <laughs> yeah. say, oh, yeah, yeah. trust me. Yeah. But that's we why everyone sticks try to this the... one over here. This yeah. is fantastic. Exactly. That's why everyone sticks to their like their, their dish. Everyone has a dish. So like, yeah, if we're right. having a big birthday or something, no, you don't have to call and tell everyone what they need to bring. Everyone knows no, what, they're, a... what they're going to be told to make. So each, each family has yeah, Each auntie has their set set meal. Because they do it the best. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. So you can really rock the boat by rocking oh, up with... Yes. Um, <laughs> the same thing as someone else. Oh, as yeah, that happens. <laughs> that's, like, that's like even worse than turning up in the same outfit. <laughs> that's for sure. All right. So what's the pastry? Mm, it looks is... like it's covered in icing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sweet, sweet, sweet tonight. <laughs> so that's Bulgatsa. Now, Bulgatsa is a traditional Greek custard pie. But this particular one is Christella's mum's special recipe. So... So some people put it in syrup and things like that, but we just find it's too sweet like that. Mm -hmm. So that's how we just lighten it up a little bit. Mm. Um, But, you know, you get the pastry. Because sometimes they make it in a big pie instead of just individually like we have today. Um, and this way it's just easier to serve and a bit more of a finger food. See, that's that's the right level of sweetness yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. It's not overpowering. Over and I think I've had these before at yeah. They're popular. somewhere with, but soaked in honey. That's right. That's and it right. was yeah. just to, yeah. Yeah. for my palate, yeah. like I'm not used to that yeah. super sweet stuff. Yeah. So Yeah, they're probably the individual one as well. They're called Galdabutiko. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're the individual that could be the one you're thinking of that they mm. make with Gala the syrup. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Ballad of Buddha Calls not in our first book. We um, are leaving that for a different book. Yeah, you've mm. got to have something to. Oh yes, to, <laughs> but it's not really to. a misere. And our books are all about finger sort of food that you can okay. sort of bring out and serve to people when they come round. And a lot of these can be frozen and you know kept in your fridge and things like that. So it's just something you'd have in your fridge that you'd bring out when people just rock up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, the theme around the book. Yeah, you guys keep talking, I'll keep eating. No <laughs> so the bulgarza that you're eating, um, like Rosella said, it's one of the items that you can freeze. So you make it in advance, um, and then you've got heaps. How many do we make that? Is it fifty um, or sixty? Anyway, fifty or sixty portions, <laughs> and then you just leave them in your freezer, and then yeah. you pull them out when you've got guests over. Mm. It's quick to cook up. And, and if you guys have got young kids, that's. Pretty um, important yeah, as well. It is. Yeah. And you just never know when people are going to come over. They just rock up. <laughs> so you got to be ready. That's mm. one of the beauties. We live a little bit out of town. And, um, all up with twins, we were after all the help we could get, but people just can't rock up. It's a bit of a, a bit of an effort to get to us. So yeah. But yeah, having having good food that you can just sort of go to and do with mm-hmm. minimal preparation is. I found an essential ingredient to um, raising small children. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a benefit of, you know, having a lot of these ones, um, these recipes in this book is a lot of it is just make ahead of time and put in the freezer so you can have it on hand. It just makes life easy when people do show up. Or mm-hmm. So do you make those fresh and then freeze them and then cook them yep. out of the freezer or do you yes. cook them and then freeze them? No, no, cook Ma- them fresh. Those yep. particular ones are cooked mm-hmm. fresh. Yeah, yeah. 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 But there are some other recipes that um, are cooked mm. and then you can just microwave them if you want them or put them back in the oven quickly to warm up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depends what it is. Yeah. The under your fitness, yeah. I think. Like even your chef deliers, they can be mm. yeah, that'd before be they're cooked. Yeah. Yep. They're like meatballs sort of things. Yeah. Put, you know, make them up and then put them in the freezer. Like I said, the, all the liquors, they just last for ages and even just the fridge. Yeah. So. Yeah. My, one ones. of my, oh, I don't know what don't know where the but it's like um like a uh, it's, it's a meatball but with lots of cumin fennel and mm. pepper and stuff like that same sort of thing but then made up in a real tomatoey sauce and i cook it for ages and ages and ages i yep. cook it down yep and then um yeah just freeze batches of that yeah and That's it was awesome because you throw it in with a pasta or you could have it with mashed potato or you can put it on toast for breakfast you know it's yep. just so versatile to have yep. just put them in the ziploc bags in the freezer exactly so because there's some days you just even someone like me who loves cooking yeah, some days right. you just don't mm-hmm. want to cook no exactly well you don't have time you know, no sometimes life gets so busy you just need something quick mm. or one kid's in the hospital or mm-hmm. one kid's at the doctor's mm-hmm. or, so both first kids or second kids for me it's my first mm-hmm. yeah, my first little boy um, i've got two <laughs> so i yep. have two mm. yep. they keep us busy mm. <laughs> very busy mm-hmm. no, it's yep. good oh no they're good fun mm-hmm. okay oh i haven't tried that what's that one over there the dip uh, so that's dharma which is um a greek dip made with fish roe it's mm. like a Kind of like a caviar. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I won't go until I've tried that, but I'm still processing my <laughs> sweets. I probably mixed it all up in, in order. That's okay. It's all going to the same place. Mm. <laughs> so, what's we should get the name of your book and where we can find it. 
So the name of our first book is called Meze, mm-hmm. and we're selling it directly from our website. Yep. Um, and our website is www.fayi.com.au. You better spell that. Okay, so Fayi is spelled F-A-Y-I. Yep. And that's the Greek word for food. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, you mentioned that you were on Facebook, because I know very yes. many people love Facebook. Yeah, mm-hmm. Facebook is huge. Um, so we, our Facebook page is, um, you know, facebook.com forward slash Fayi Cookbooks, F-A-Y-I yep. Cookbooks again. Right. And same on Instagram, it's Fayi Cookbooks. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'll throw up a heap of links in the show notes for everybody who awesome. want to have a look. But thanks, guys, for coming in. Thanks for having us. No worries. And um, I'm going to sign off and try that dip so I don't have to worry about talking while I'm here. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Thanks. Thank you.